have this friendly against Latvia, which is a little bit of a nothing game. It could be interesting that game now if it is the case that this is when Evan Ferguson starts and maybe that's his chance. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. You should be the host here. I'm really laughing at you. We're both monster people, diehard monster people, and we want them to do well. The Red 78 with Alan Quinlan and Neil Briggs. Nobody knows monster rugby better. I'd like to think I know a lot. Hello and welcome along. I'm Alan Quinlan and you're listening to episode 55 of the Red 78 here on the Rugby Channel. And with me as always is Neve Briggs. Uh, very good weekend for you, Neve. Congratulations. Uh, Saturday was uh, rounded off a brilliant couple of weeks for you. You have a big smile on your face. You had a few yeah. drinks last night. You're, try- you're trying to tell me that you had a quiet night and you let the players we had a No, Saturday night uh, was definitely the players' night. Uh, it was brilliant. It was really cool. Um, I thought, um, you know, it was just a really good, brilliant few weeks in terms of what we tried to do and how we pushed our skills and pushed ourselves in terms of the tempo and the intensity and and how we, I think we got better and better as the weeks went on and I, I'm, I'm closer probably as a group. So um, it's just, yeah, I'm disappointed that it's over, but uh, delighted that we got to finish, uh, to finish on a high. And just sum up the the last three weeks. What's what's it been like? Um, you're trying to rebuild the team. A lot of new girls in the team. How will how good will this be for their confidence? And uh, you know, was there consistency? Is there room to improve? Oh, look, huge, huge amount of room to improve. I think. Um, you know, we we try and push things a bit, a bit like the men. To be fair, and I said it earlier on as well. It's, you know. Lads have been great in Costello and Mike Brendergast and, and, and Graham Rountree in terms of allowing me in to watch sessions and stuff. So you see what they're trying to do and why we couldn't match that because we're obviously not professional and we have to try and do things in a very short space of time. You know, when you're wanting to push things in terms of skills and intensity and trying to get ball to edges and stuff like that, it's never going to be perfect and there's going to be lots of mistakes. So I think it, it's uh, what my biggest like my most proud thing I think with this group is that you know they continue to try and do that even when you know we had mistakes or it wasn't working um, and you know we got a really good brand of rugby and we get an up tempo and we look to to move the ball to space as opposed to running at the bodies and I just thought um, they were really enjoying it um, and it showed because they they loved coming training and there was a great buzz around the group oh, but there's still definitely lots of room to improve Well many of these girls now be putting their hand up, any new faces. I know you, because you're a selector on the Irish team you and a coach, you can't start name checking, but um, yeah, would look, you be positive few... as a coach that some of these, uh, there'll be some new faces in the Irish squad? Yeah, 100%. There has to be, I think, in terms of, of where the game has gone from even this time 12 months ago. You know, the women's game is just evolving so quickly. It's almost hard to keep up with it at times. Um, but yeah, look, there will be definitely new faces in and around, which is great. It's great for them, and and it's a reward too for for not just us, but I just thought there was lots of good rugby across the interpros from all the other provinces. So, um, yeah, look, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks. It was a good couple of weeks for you. Um, didn't start off great with City and and, and Spurs the other night, I know. Uh, but anyway, Liverpool, Raging. Chelsea draw. I know, uh, not great either for me. Harrison. Well, was that not good? No, because I don't like it. <laughs> as a Spurs fan, 
Uh, also, well, I'd you rather... feel you feel about Arsenal like I do feel about I feel about United. So Liverpool, United, <laughs> Arsenal, Spurs. Yeah, so I get it. I get it now. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, okay. Let's uh, let's address what we saw yesterday in Toulouse. Uh, Toulouse twenty, Munster sixteen. We probably didn't expect that. Um, I think the start of the game was uh, tough. Um, as as we probably would have expected, and there was a lot of concern and worry with Toulouse scoring early, um, the power, the aggression they showed early in the game. But Munster, and we'll obviously get a bit more in depth into it and see what the fans think in a minute. But um, lots of encouraging, positive signs there. And I think if you look back, and we kind of looked at a couple of blocks, um, you know, this is the kind of second big block that we we're going to look at. We're not going to go back in depth, but since Munster beat Connacht at the end of November, after the November internationals, they've played nine games. They've won six out of nine. They've lost three, two to Toulouse, and one to Leinster. So uh, they beat Connacht, they beat Edinburgh, they beat Northampton twice, they beat Ulster, and they beat the Lions. So overall, I think uh, it's been a positive um, positive spell. They're into the knockout stages, and we we will talk about that at the end. Uh, a very tough trip to South Africa but as always we want the fans to be involved so I put out a tweet yesterday we're a day early this week with the pod but we'll strike while the iron is hot because um, loads of people um, loved a lot of what they saw yesterday Uh, the ambition the aggression the work rate the passion Um, execution at times was uh, could have been a little bit better but the ambition to attack. So I think Munster have become a good team to watch now and um, that's enthusing the fans. So what have they, what's the general feel there? You have some tweets. We have loads, but you can only pick yeah. a few. I'll, I'll just pick a few there and I agree 100%. There's been lots of positive feedback. Uh, John Dewey once said it was a great effort. New skills come under significant pressure, hence the errors in the first 40. As the game progressed, so did the players' confidence, resulting in a brilliant try. Huge growth displayed all over the team. Vastly improved fitness is playing a huge part in execution. Uh, Tom Lundgren, gritty performance for the last three quarters. Confidence and with its skills continue to grow. Two very soft misses from the T costs as it did versus Leinster. And as it did against Ulster in October. Those missed points are not just lost points. They're confidence and belief boosters when good. Tom O'Mahony comedy. Um, I think he might be from your... From your he is. He's a um, tip man, yeah. Naked. Yeah, because there'll be pictures of John Hodnett on mantelpieces all over the province. <laughs> um, you have a little love affair with him. Uh, John Klein got through. Yeah, he was super. John Klein got through three games worth of work. The French camera replays were shocking. For example, Joy's near decapitation. I reckon we've been. We would have taken it only for that very strange yellow card. And we'll obviously talk about the referee decisions in relation to that afterwards. Um, Helen close that was a red on Joey in the first half. Love how we are playing next season. We will be motoring. Liam Sheehan, gutsy performance by Munster with the contender for try of the year. Vectoa looked great. Carberry looks like a player low in confidence. I can't understand how Munster let John Ryan uh, go. Um, some fellow was trying to, through his stomach, is his Twitter handle, uh, had more joy in watching my Annie Briggs' team play. Um, but to be honest, there is good progress on the men's side, thank goodness. But today is a reminder of where we are. Um thought that was interesting. But just a reminder of where we are. We we know that. Yeah. Everybody 100%. knows that. So like yeah. this this 
kind of uh, and and look, we, we're we're trying to get balance here throughout the whole the, the throughout this season. We've said it many times: Munster are short a couple of players, they're short some more depth. Um, to win the European Cup or to win the URC, now the way it is, you need a, a stacked bench as well, and you need guys, quality players who are not even making the twenty-three. That's what wins your trophies. It's a long season; yeah, yeah. the game is pretty physical. So, um, the reality check—I don't think there's any reality check there. We know that. I think we've we've seen that um, and spoken about that. I think most most of the Munster fans know that and that's where you talk about expectation and pressure and what you expect the team. So, um, I don't think it's a re- I think it's a reality check that how good this team can be if they they get uh, get better and they, they get um, some more players in and, and stretch that, that depth chart. Um, so, um, yeah, look, I think uh, you you were always going to read out the tweet anywhere before and um, with the mention your team is better watching your team. But uh, <laughs> I was you love that hoping. one. But no, um, I think, you know, the reality, that's what I'm saying. Just that's the reality where Munster are at. We're, we're a bit short, but they're on the right track. And we've asked that I, question I think a few times. We, we, we've, we've already said that we know that we're not stupid in terms of they are a little bit short. But I actually think we're now starting to get to a point where players are maximising potential. And I think Great that's point. probably I think that's probably been a, a huge they issue for me. They haven't maximized it yet, but, but they've on the way increased. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. they've yeah, increased yeah, yeah. it. I think some of the decision making can be a little bit better in, in pressurized situations. But yeah. look, lots of improvements there. Go ahead. Yeah, um, Neil Chadwick. I thought we were really struggle in the opening exchanges, but played some really good stuff once we settled. Winning sixteen nine after going eleven nil down isn't too bad to a man. Lads really fronted up and gave their all. The second try was absolutely brilliant. We are probably two, three top players short of winning something. We're absolutely on the right road. Long may it continue. It may. It was also great to see and hear so many Munster fans at the game. I was at the game and felt it felt like Tom Park at times. Long may that continue too. Um. Michael Hennessy, too many dropped passes and a few silly penalties. What's up with Joey? Should Ireland have had a red card? Amazing heart and never gave up. Talk to me about the Ireland. Do you think it was a card? Um, yeah, well, we don't want to go off track too much here um, because I was going to talk about that, obviously. the 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 My initial reaction on, on Richie Arnold's tackle on Joey Carberry was that needs to be looked at. So, Joey Carberry didn't stay down injured which there is some indication to say that he didn't get hit in the neck or in the face, that it was top of the chest. Joey Carberry got back up. So in Richie Arnold's defence, um, that that's 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 that works in his favour, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, I think we have to be careful here because emotionally, I was like, that's that needs to be looked at. That needs to be looked at. Um, but it possibly was looked at by Rowan Kitt. We don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we don't know if he saw if he looked at the replays himself and thought there's nothing in that. Um, I was surprised that Peter Omani didn't put a bit of pressure to look at the tackle. Obviously, if Joey Carberry's down injured, it's a different scenario and there's a t- time there and there's a question to be asked. But we haven't seen enough of angles, uh, Neil. That's my big thing, yeah. We I haven't seen we enough seen of enough an- angles. angles here and where the contact is. Now... If I was, if I was, if I was Hugo Mola, Rich, Richie Arnold's coach, I'd be telling him, Jesus, be careful here. This could, 
there's only an inch or two here in 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 that being a red card situation. I know he's trying to get a big hit. He's six foot ten, but he's shooting out of the line and he's doesn't have a lot of control. I don't know even if there's an arm wrap. So has he been cited? Yes. No, I don't see anything anywhere that he's been cited. So we don't know. Um, if he's not cited, they've obviously looked at it and deemed it's fine. Um, so, you know, we, we can we can have a cut off the referee and, and you know, question these things. And, and particularly the TMO. It's not the, it's not yeah. Carl Dixon, it's the TMO. So just, I don't know. I was just, I, yeah, I was just wondering what you thought about it because I was interested and I think you make a great point that if he gets, he's getting back up and he's not injured, then he's, he's more than likely on the law of average. Well, I, I think, not yeah. high. And it's I think just, too- I hate, you know what I hate seeing? I hate seeing players, and you hit, you just said it there a couple of minutes ago, like not in control. That's my big fear about those kind of tackles. He's just flying off his feet, and he's literally just. It, it, I just feel like he's not in control, and there's a degree of reckless, recklessness there. So, relevant to whether it's high, you know that that's just an issue. That's just I just don't like. I, I just don't like it. Yeah, and uh, I think but that yeah. we may hear something else from it later today. And yeah, yeah. but I'm just again you've. You would assume that Rowan Kitt can get TV angles here and, yeah, and yeah, see yeah. it in the truck. Okay, we're not yeah. getting it from the French directors seeing the replays, but they were pretty quick to show um, Ben Healy's one over and yeah. over. And in fairness, I think Rowan Kitt was trying to which indicate I, yeah. that it was it should have been just a penalty, not a yellow card for Ben Healy. And it was a significant yeah, we'll moment in the game. Yeah, but Chadwick um, was not not in control there. Yeah, that's that was kind of my thing as well. Um, just a couple of more tweets. So Dave McAuliffe thought the scrum was excellent. First 20 minutes, I thought we'd be battered. I don't think I've seen a sequence of worse kicks to goal than Joey today. Even the one that went over was a wobbler. Um, Shane Kiley um, was chatting about um, a great performance by Munster. We were really on the way back. Love the game we are playing at the moment. Ref was poor, I thought. Missed a few things and the French TV is a lot to answer for. And this needs to be taken out of our hands as it's totally biased as, as proven by the hit on Joey. Could, I, could I just say, could I, Neve, could I just say, you know the whole Razzie Erasmus rant and the rant that, that fans gave and, and online stuff nowadays. And look, I can be guilty of it myself. We need some clarification this. So what I would love here after this match is for somebody to come out um Joel Juge, the head of referees, come out or somebody make a statement, EPCR, to say, look, this tackle was looked at. Rowan Kitt made the correct decision. Nothing to answer for here for Richie Arnold. Um, it just takes away then the the backbiting and the shouting and the bawling on, online. And it also protects the referees. Now, Carl Dixon had a big mistake the week before in in uh, the, you know, with the um, own Farrell tackle against Gloucester. There was a mix-up there with the TMO, so it can it can happen that they get it wrong and they miss stuff. But I'd love for somebody to clarify this, and then all the monster fans and people who are giving out and questioning that tackle, including myself, would say, "Hands up, we're wrong. TMO was right, correct decision." But silence doesn't help this situation. So yeah. you 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 know, Razzie obviously went to the extreme of frustration and certain decisions, you're always going to get 50-50 calls and different things that are wrong when you look back at it. And I thought there was a good few yesterday that went against Munster. A couple maybe that it got, it got benefited from, but there was some decisions that were, were were quite critical in that game that went against him. But I, I, I wouldn't be giving out about Carl Dixon saying he cost him the game. 
yes, some of them could have went his way, but I'd love if there was some sort of clarification about the Richie Arnold one publicly and then yeah. it stops people. Yeah, great point. Um, I'll just go on for Shane's tweet there. He said that they were evolving very nicely. One little criticism criticism I do have was our restarts. We seemed to kick long on a number of occasions straight to DuPont and he boomed a big kick back down the field. When we did kick to compete, with, 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 uh, we did so excellently. Keep up that great work. And I get that 100%. I, I'm so, something I had taught myself in terms kick, of the kickoffs, game. Kickoffs to me are a bugbear if, they're, if there's not hang time in them. So if they're yeah. long, there still needs to be hang time. Um, if yeah. you're kicking directly down quickly and it's flying through the air, because I would have chased kickoffs all the time yeah. as a back row forward. And it would have been, I'm not saying one of my strengths, but something I was pretty okay at, challenging for those kickoffs, sprinting up, um, trying to get in the air and trying to tap it back onto my side. So I often, <laughs> I often give out to Rog about restarts and kicks, you know, and it's a, it's a tough skill. You need a good pitch, you need it, um, and all that kind of stuff. But some of our restarts, yes, too long, uh, too much time. I, I and, that, and that's a tactic thing. When Healy put one up, it was phenomenal. Mm. Um, yeah, the hang yeah. time. And what what happens? Calvin Nash catches it. He can that's compete it. in the air. And it's long as well. So, yeah. yes, they're tactical things that can be better for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, just a couple more tweets. So, Joe, really proud of this performance. To lose Haley on top of the injuries going into the game made an extremely difficult task all the more difficult. Ben's yellow carried a turning point and Joey's missed kicks crucial in a really tight game. Pat McDade, after a whirlwind start from Toulouse on home side with a, with a packed house behind them, this would have been a humili- humiliating loss a year or two ago. Team show character to hang in there and just unfortunately didn't have the same level of quality to finish the job. Big strides being made. Alan O'Flynn, Munster could have won. Well done to all involved. Big comparison between this game and last game of last season. Standout moment for me, besides mentioning the two tries with the Healy restart. Um, Munster were frustrating to watch. Some small things may have changed the game because they had the team of players to win big games. For example, first line out, went to tail. It's the first one let your Hoover, let your hooker gain confidence. Go safer on on number one, on the number one. I, so he's sorry. He has a lot of grammatical errors there. I, I, I get what he's saying in relation. He wants to, to hit the front of the line out. Keep it simple yeah, early on. And, old and school keep stuff. Keep it simple. Yeah, yeah. yeah and and huge. and there's an argument that he's right in saying that. We yeah. got to move on. There's lots of tweets there, um, and I think. We'll talk just about the tactical stuff. There is some mentions in in a lot of the tweets. And look, thanks to everyone for tweeting again. It's impossible to read them all out. It just goes to show that people want to engage. They want to give their opinion. Um, we'll try and keep keep that going. It's been very successful. And we want to hear from the fans. We want to feel, we want, we want to know how you feel and what the mood is like in the camp. And I think that's very important because you're very vital to the whole organization going yeah. forward and the team. The positives and negatives, something we do kind of every week. So for me, um, do you know what? You tell me your positives and I'll tell you the negatives. Um, yeah. I, I thought there was so many positives. I thought that like lots of people that were tweeting that in the first 20 minutes, I was infuriated by the the lack of um, accuracy and the execution. Um, I it was, it was driving me insane. I felt like we weren't getting off the line quick enough. We were affording 
um, to lose a huge amount of time um, in relation to the ball carry and therefore we were putting ourselves under pressure all the time and then when we had the ball I felt that we weren't accurate enough and we had separation from the ball carrier to um, to um, to ground and therefore we were allowing players like Marshall to come in and literally turn the ball over. In saying that, once we got over that hump of that 20-minute mark, Tygburn had an unbelievable, if I'm right, Tygburn comes up with an unbelievable hit and uh, Gavin Coombs does as well. It's almost like then all of a sudden we've like, oh, we can actually match these physically. We can actually move the ball around. I thought their ability to move the ball to edges was brilliant. And I feel like if they had been a little bit more accurate, a small bit more where they didn't have to check behind them for passes, they could have got a huge amount of yardage, yardage lots of times. Um, I thought that, to be fair, I thought that um, Joey kicked quite well in, from hand in terms of that. I thought he controlled the game in lots of good parts. Um, we were just kind of missing you know, we kind of were missing a bit of a detail in our shape. But once we kind of got that t- together and we started to move the ball away from those big um, big bodies right beside the rock, I felt like that we were more than a match for them. Yeah, I agreed. It's um, for, for, for people who are a bit critical at the start and maybe it's, uh, <clears throat> it was tough at the start. I, sp- I spoke to you last night <clears throat> and initially you're a bit, you seemed a bit frustrated. And I think, that's the standard you want. You don't want the players being happy here afterwards and coaches patting each other on the back and saying, that's brilliant. They lost the game. There's mistakes. There's errors. The start of the game is something they need to learn from. From my experience going to France, it's it can be chaotic sometimes. The crowd are on top of you. One or two little mistakes early on can snowball. You're playing against a team here with so many internationals, so much power. Mafu in the second row, Arnold, Jalanch, Jack Willis, uh, probably be playing for England. Ruma, the number eight. There's like there's so much power. Cyril Boy, Marchand. These guys are all going to play for France. A lot of them. They're yeah. top quality internationals, and you just look at the power off the bench as well. So, um, for Munster to cope with that and the game not to run right away from them, I think was impressive. Oh, don't so were, completely agree. They were under so much pressure. The line speed from Toulouse was very, very, very uh, quick. So I think, um, yes, I think, again, we say earlier in the season, um, this game would have got away from Munster. They would have been hammered. And remember, someone mentioned then, well, both teams are qualified. It's just jockeying for positions. Toulouse are trying to win this to get top seed, to have a home round 16 quarterfinal, semifinal as well. So th- there was so much on the line for them. Mm. Um, Munster may be a little bit less pressure because they were qualified. The expectation isn't as big and they throw caution to the wind a little bit. And I was confident that they'd go on attack and they could get some return from it. So for me, the positives were the attitude, um, the drive, the desire, the work rate. The work rate is one of the things that, 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 that I'm loving about this team. They're making a tackle. They're back on their feet. They're making another one. The, the, there's bodies moving all the time. The double efforts, yeah. They're the last moving. couple of seasons, Neve, I continuously saw guys standing, walking, not really any sort of shape. So Prendy is obviously putting huge pressure on them to get, move quick, get your little break when you get to your position to be in a, a position to attack. Um, get there quick, get organised, keep keep tempo to the game. And um, so, yeah, all the coaches, I mentioned Prendy there because he's the attack. Um, so the work rate is brilliant. It's really imp- um, 
and the reaction after the poor start. I thought the scrum was a big positive, even though we lost, mm. we got penalised in one scrum at the end, which I thought was harsh because Conor Murray got the pass away just as the referees blowing yeah. the whistle. Um, but I thought, you know, to drive Toulouse off a scrum at one stage and John Ryan to put, um, you know, to get the upper hand on Cyril Boy and Niall Scannell, who I thought had a brilliant game as well, that was incredible. They're moments yeah. that that you can grow from. So um, very, very difficult. The negatives, okay, we have to look at them. Some of the ball handling, maybe a little bit of accuracy there. I think the turnovers conceded are 16, and that's too high. Um, it's it's. I thought they were really smart though on how they attacked the breakdown. Um, Quinny, I thought, I thought Jack Wills was absolutely phenomenal in terms of it's it's they're literally they're allowing the ball carrier almost take a step or two, a meter or two after the contact, so that there's a there is that separation because they're pushing their bodies in and around it. So as the ball carrier goes through, like the next Toulouse player is literally getting into that space between the, the poor players because there is separation and um, and the ball carrier. And therefore, and just as they looked about to go, they just jump out of the way and all of a sudden it's allowed somebody else to come in and, and try and get a poach. That's really, really smart because it, like they got a huge amount of turnover from it. Now, I would question some of them in relation to clear releases, but... Yeah, there was, was no the clear release for were, Julian Marchand for, on John Ryan's carry. But the, um, the fact that they were able to get into those those spaces in and around that ball carry um, and kind of cut off the... the So Munster do this thing where they literally, they, they look to barrel players out of the way. So they're, this, you know, it's in terms of trying to clear the ball or clear players past the ball. If you can get into the space before the ball carrier goes to ground, then you, you're making, you're stopping the momentum of the clear Yeah. And yeah. therefore you're giving opportunity. Yeah. I thought they were Mar- smart. Marshawn got a, uh, three or four turnovers. Outstanding. He's yeah. world class at that. The one on John Ryan uh, just before half time, no clear release there. And he got rewarded for it. So, oh, yes. um, again, split, split. But it's the pictures of painting. It's splitting yeah. hairs. They're very strong at yeah. the break. And I think again, you know, the concedes, the 16 turnovers is is too much. It's just too much. So their areas they need to get better at. They look at that. Um, missed tackles 20, a little bit too high again. Um, it's down from last week. They missed 31 against uh, against uh, Northampton when the game went chaotic and they were down a man. Um, but again, I'll reiterate the point. I know this from personal experience. That is an incredibly hard place to go and play. You're under so much pressure and they're they're a team that can potentially win this competition. So much depth, so much power. So you're going to have mistakes. Um, but just on the negatives, I wrote down here, turnovers, the mistakes, just s- some simple ones um, and protecting the ball a little bit more. Lots of positives. They lost one line out, one scrum penalised in. Um that was my biggest fear, the scrum. We saw what happened in the Aviva in May where we, we the scrum cost us the game, I think. We drew 24 all and lost some penalty kicks. So um, really positive, uh, lots of positives there. I think Niall Scannell, um, Dave Kilcoyne coming back in there, he had a big game. He's a point yeah. to prove he's back in that Irish squad. John Ryan is obviously leaving um, to New Zealand, but small little rumour and a whisper and I'm not going to uh, say this for definite because I can't say it for definite that he could be coming back in September, um, that he's gone for a number of months there for Super Rugby and he will come back to Munster. 
So it mightn't be all bad news, but we'll have to deal with it without him for, for, um, but I think the other props need to grow as well. Josh Richerly, um, Roman Salanoa, Keenan Knox. Roman Salanoa is strategic. Yeah. And they, they have a lot attention. of room for growth and they learn yeah. a lot from this year as well. So it's yeah. not all, all bad. Um, okay. Let's move on. Uh, we're, we're rambling a little bit here. Um, I know, um, Star of the Week is something that we do every week and um, we haven't even spoke. We might have a quick mention about the Irish squad in the end, but Star of the Week for Munster, I have no idea. I'm I'm like thinking there's so many players here have big games. They're disappointed and we, we're not trying to patronise anyone here. Munster lost the game, but I just thought the effort level out of the pairs and a lot of these players have been going hard now for seven, eight, nine weeks. Um, for me, it was Tigerburn. I just thought his involvements, his tackles, his carries, um, line-out wins, work great, the try he scores. He got an incredible turnover at the end and then tried to kick it and kicked it off Roman Salanoa's back, I think. Um, I know, O'Mahony got the turnover and passed it out. O'Mahony, yeah. yeah, sorry, O'Mahony yeah, got the turnover. It was a brilliant no turnover. Peter O'Mahony was outstanding as well. Um, incredible. Gavin Coombs, I actually thought Jack Crowley was excellent. Right across back. the board, uh, Anton I Frisch. I actually do think there was, yeah, yeah. Anton Frisch, was. defensively, doesn't bite down. He has the speed and the awareness just to shift on the off defenders. And yeah, you know, I thought Fekatoa. Let's just let's just talk about this for a second. I actually thought Fekatoa. We got to see the best of Malika Fekatoa yesterday. Um, losing Mike Ailey was obviously huge. He's been such an integral part to this group, and and how well. Munster have been playing over the last number of weeks. But I actually thought was, was excellent. Thought his, his... He was brilliant. And I think it's very, it's, it's, um, it's brilliant for him. And I'm happy for him because I think he needs to realise what's required here. The multiple efforts, the backup efforts that Mike Prendergast is trying to implement in the attack, the work rate, shape. It isn't about kind of running out over people and having a rest and having a break. Um, it's all about fitness, pace, tempo, all the coaches are trying to do that. And I think he came on yesterday, had, had so many big moments in the game. And he stepped up. He didn't hide. He didn't stand off. He wanted the ball. And that was brilliant. Um, the offload uh, to start for Tyburn's try was incredible. It was a wonderful try. It was a great score. And I think it's brilliant that Fekatoa is back in, 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 and showed us what he can do. He's got to back it up now. They've got to go to Benetton next week. And this is this is the real thing now that, that mentally for these players, um, they will get a surge from that. But they've got to kind of wind themselves up again here and go again now for, for this. They get a huge, they get a huge, that, that's try from Tyburn should be played on loop throughout the high performance centre for the week because that is exactly from a coaching point of view is you know in terms of showing players this is why we're training like this this is why we're doing this this is why we're putting water do you know what it's about Neve as well it's about anticipation if somebody Mm -hmm. makes a little snipe you've got to react and be on the shoulder Craig Casey did brilliantly after stumbling over to get the pass to Shane Daly he sets it up Klein carries and then they're narrow. Okay, could have went through the hands. And Ugo Mola said that, or Ugo Manya said that in commentary um, on BT, but um, it was brilliant. I think the John Hodnett try in the first half, I was shouting at the television to say, just pop it out a little bit. I know, we were saying. And there was space, there was space in that blind side there. And where they went then, that's where the try was on and they did it. Mm. So look, um, lots of positive. We're going to give it to Tyburn. I think he was outstanding, but. 
honourable mentions for everybody. I think right I across think. the board, it was big performance performances from everyone. I think there's some stuff on about Joey Carberry. Again, he came off. I thought he did some very good stuff. Very surprised with the kicks. People are a bit baffled. Um, even the kick he got, was it something to do with the the, the tackles he got? Because he got a couple of them, even for the crossfield kick for Ty Moran's try. So he got a couple of heavy knocks. Um, and it's a, it's a concern. It's a tough one for him. It's been a tough week to- for him. It has, and we just need to be minded now a small bit in terms of confidence. And I, it, the funny thing is, is that I actually thought he was playing quite well. I was really surprised that he wasn't. I just uh, love for him to run more to the line a bit more. He's yeah. just still a little bit short Deep, of taking yeah. it right. You know, Munster hit up midfield, they come back to blindside. There's a bit of space to run, take it to the line a little bit more. Yeah. But their attack was very good yesterday. He was an integral part of that. And they stretched to lose a lot. So yeah. before yesterday's game, nobody had made a clean line break against Toulouse in the first three games. So Munster made four yesterday. So there's lots of indicators there from the stats. Uh, 13 defenders beaten, four clean line breaks, eight offloads. I mentioned the 16 turnovers conceded, but 16 turnovers won as well. So, And Munster only kicked the ball. So this is something for the listeners to be really aware of. 17 times in that game. So if we were back last year, the year before, how many times would we kick this? Mid to late 20s, more probably. Even so more, yeah. they're trying to play here. And that's the encouraging part. Nobody wants to see them lose if they're a Munster fan, obviously. But And they did lose the game. <clears throat> but I think they asked a lot of questions of a very, very powerful squad. So the star of the week is Ty Byrne. Are we agreed on that? Are you happy with that? <laughs> Yes, or, yes. Um, Gavin Coombs brilliant again as you mentioned and like like the rest of them John Hodnett so Hodnett. many so many big moments and somebody mentioned in the tweets and uh, John Klein it's just the honesty work and the work rate I just I just love to see it um, and it's absolutely brilliant out of him so round 16 uh, a nice handy one away to the Sharks we were all waiting with bated breath yesterday um, it couldn't be any more uh, disrupting for them given that it's going to be on the 31st the 1st or the 2nd that weekend the end of March basically they go to South Africa if they win if they were to win that game they would then travel to Toulouse the weekend after and then they've got to go back to South Africa for two URC games so that's an incredibly kind of if they win they end up sorry if they win they end up playing Toulouse again Toulouse away if they win, How they is that? Play. because um, Toulouse are going to be, they're seeded second. So they were home round 16 it's and home quarterfinal. So, um, yeah. So imagine you go to Sharks in South Africa and you end up having to go away again. I, it's, it's, it's tough. But it's about the pool stages and winning matches and getting right up in the top two. Um, Leinster will be going all the way to the final if they keep winning at home. Um, so will yeah, Larichelle. Well, Larichelle yeah, will obviously have to leave if they get to a final, but they're home for round 16 quarter and semi-final if they win. So, yeah, they go to Toulouse. Um, the Sharks in the competition so far, they beat the Harlequins 39-31 in round one. They won 19-16 away against Bordeaux. They beat Bordeaux 32-3 at home in round three and then they lost the Quins at the weekend 39-29. It's going to be a tough one when you think of um, the quality they have and the players, Etzebeth, Mapimpi, and Umbanambi, 
um, Khaleesi. Um, uh, there's so many. Lucanio Am, yeah. Yeah, Lucanio Am, you could name them. The scrum half, Hendrickson, Jaden Hendrickson. They've loads of top quality players and they'll end up playing them a couple of weeks. So it's a really tough game for them. But, you know, it's, it is what it is. They've got to digest that. And they're in the knockout stages and that was really important for them. So um, it's going to be a tough ass the, the, the last weekend of March. Um, at the weekend, Benetton, what do you expect and what do they need to do? You know, I mentioned it mentally there. Um, this is incredibly important, this game. Benetton are, are in sixth um, ahead of them. Yeah. Um, Munster in seventh. Munster on 32 points, so, Benetton on 33. All um, all international players will not be available, I'd imagine, this weekend from both sides because they'll go into Six Nations camp this from today, isn't it? So um, I do think that from Munster point of view, um, players will be afforded more opportunities and knowing that they have a couple of games over these, this block where they can, they're going to get opportunities and and we've seen it already, irrelevant to who you are, how many caps, your age, experience. If you rock up, you train well, you play well, you play. And I think that that's a really good message from Graham Rountree and his coaching staff. And I just think that if you go, this is an opportunity, like lads will be looking at this little window saying, if we, if we go and play and play well, well, then I hold on to the jersey until next time. And I just think yeah, that's that- a really good incentive. For sure, it's a t- it's 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 a tough one. It's away from home, and they certainly won't get anything. Easy. I so think well. I think they're going to miss probably more internationals um, than than Monster will. But it's it's a must win game. I think that we yeah. we've mentioned it. It's uh, it's Benetton, and then they play Ospreys at Ospreys. home in on the seventeenth of February. Uh, then they're home to Scarlets. Uh, in round 15 and round 16 they're uh, home to Glasgow in March so I think these four games will de- determine whether Munster in the URC playoffs in Europe next year so I think they're, they're four must win games they're going to be difficult and they're going to be challenging because then in April they go to South Africa and they're going to be very hard against the Sharks and the Stormers away from home so these are games Munster have to win they've got to go to Benetton and try and get a result at the weekend Hopefully they're not too bruised and battered and they can pick themselves up and, um, you know, take the positives out of what, what happened at the weekend. Yeah. Um, two wins, two losses in the pool stages. But, you know, I think... Uh, and it hasn't been perfect. I think we want... Well, probably before we finish, it's probably important to, re- to reiterate this point. It, this hasn't been perfect, but it's been encouraging. We've yeah. seen progress. There's plenty of mistakes, things they can work on. Just look at Leinster at the moment. You know, people try. You know, there's there's critics there of their performance at the weekend uh, in the first half. Uh, their scrum, uh, certain things in their game that you know they weren't good at in that first half. But um, so the best teams make mistakes, and the monster are still evolving and growing. But I think it's so much more encouraging, and I think the fans are happy. We 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 hear that. Um, we hear it every week, um, and that's all they want. They want to see that fight. Um, they want to see that desire and that passion. Um, so that's it for episode 55 of the Red 78. Uh, as ever, uh, tweet us, send us messages. Um, we'll be analysing the, the Benetton game as well at the weekend. So get involved, send us a tweet. I'll put out a tweet early early next week. Um, and again, 
Uh, thanks for joining us again, Neve, and well done. It was a fantastic win for you. Fantastic couple of weeks, and uh, hopefully Munster can can get a win in Italy. Thanks, man, Quinny. The Munster Rugby Podcast, Red Seventy Eight with Alan Quinlan and Neve Briggs. Nobody knows Munster Rugby better.